Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 11th. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so as you can tell, my voice is a little worse for wear as it was OU Texas last week, as I said many, many times in my podcast. So obviously I went to the game and lost my voice. It was that epic, so we will definitely have... A lot of college football to go over because it was just an amazing weekend of college football. Lots of baseball to go over. We'll go over a little bit of the NBA, NFL, and some golf, and one thing for Olympic sports. And that'll wrap up what was missed over the last week. All right, starting with the postseason of the MLB, we're going way back to the early of last week to go over wildcard game results. So the Yankees lost to the Red Sox in the American League wildcard game, and it all started for them in the first inning. The Boston Red Sox scored two runs in the first with a two-run homer and just never looked back. So the Boston team never trailed, sending the Yankees home, and their season is over. The Cardinals versus the Dodgers game was the exact opposite of the Yankees-Red Sox game. The Cardinals scored a run in the first inning off a wild pitch. Then the Dodgers tied it up in the fourth with a home run. And then left fielder Chris Taylor was the hero of the game when he scored a two-run homer in the ninth inning to extend the Dodgers' season. If Ellie had lost, it would have been one of the only teams in MLB history to win over 100 games and not make playoffs. So let's go over who are the lucky fans that still have teams in the running. So with the American League, it is now the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Red Sox, the Houston Astros versus the White Sox, 
And those two series will play best of five to go on to decide who will play for the American League championship. Then on the other side in the National League, you have the Atlanta Braves versus the Milwaukee Brewers, the Dodgers, and the Giants. Again, all culminating after a series of best series of fives and then going into the National League championship games. Then the American League champion and the National League champion will meet up in the World Series. The Boston Red Sox lead the Tampa Bay Rays in their series two games to one before their game tonight. The Red Sox got a huge break in their game last night when center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer hit a ball all the way to the right field fence. It bounced inside the field, hit a Red Sox player, and bounced over the wall. The umpires called that a ground rule double. That basically means because the ball went over the fence, the Boston Red Sox could not make a defensive play off of that ball, and therefore play is dead. That caused a huge issue for the Rays because third baseman Yandy Diaz was on first base and easily could have made it around for a score before that play was called dead. However, now because he could only advance two bases, they put him back on third. The score remained tied 4-4. to The 13th inning ended, and the Red Sox hit a walk-off homer in the very next half inning to take the win. It's just a huge gut punch if you're a Rays fan. The Houston Astros lead their series 2-1 to one over the White Sox. However, you may remember sign stealing being something that was talked about with the Astros a couple of years ago. That is kind of back. White Sox relief pitcher Ryan Tapera hinted that something sketchy was going on after Houston swept them at home and then went to Chicago and the White Sox won 12-6. to Not only that, but the Astros had 16 KOs when they were outside of Minute Maid Park. These are just rumors so far, but the Houston Astros have to be used to this as this is what you get when you do get something in your past that is really sketchy. Also, for those of you who are not big baseball fans, FYI, sign stealing is totally legal if it's done with the naked eye. However, Houston has been in trouble for using video cameras and banging on trash cans to communicate with batters. Not legal. Game four in this series has been postponed due to weather. A little bit of NBA news since regular season starts next Tuesday. Kyrie Irving has been cleared to practice with the Nets. And if you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. The vaccine mandate's still in effect over in New York. You are 100% correct. However, the Nets practice facility was ruled a private office building. I'm doing air quotes here. So they can get away with actually letting him in the building without that vaccine mandate. However, he still cannot play home games, so Irving could lose $17 million for the entire season due to various locations mandates. Okay, I don't even know where to start with college football because there was so much going on, and I know I say that every week, but this week was just truly one of the best weekends of college football. It was absolute insanity. You can't write better plots than this. The biggest news coming out of college football this weekend was not the OU Texas Red River rivalry. It was number one Alabama losing to unranked Texas A&M 
38 to 41. The Aggies came out quick, pulling away in the first quarter, 17 to 7. And then we all kind of watched and we're like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Alabama will just make that up later. And they did start crawling back. The Tide, however, ended up taking the lead in the fourth quarter with five minutes left in the game. And that was probably where all of us, including myself and my husband, who is an Aggie, was like, oh, that was a nice run here. But here we go again. Here comes number one team in the nation. Nope. Aggie QB Calzada threw a 25-yard touchdown to tie the game back up, and the Aggies gave up huge with a three-and-out stop on Bama to make them punt, and then the ball was handed over to the kicker Smalls, who hit a perfect field goal to hand Alabama their first loss of the season. Not only was it the first loss of the season, it is the first loss in a 19-game winning streak. That was the longest winning streak active in the FBS that is now broken. It also breaks 100 straight wins versus unranked opponents. To do the math for you, that goes back to 2007. It also snaps Nick Saban's record against his former assistants. He was undefeated, went 24-0, and and Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M is the first assistant to get it done. I swear I'm trying to keep this short for y'all, but game day was at the Texas State Fair at the Red River Showdown between Oklahoma and Texas, and it looked like the Longhorns were finally going to take one after losing eight of the last 10, which just two minutes into the game, the Longhorns were up 14 zip, and after the first quarter, were winning 28-7. The Sooners were going nowhere fast, still down 38-20 at half. However, Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley decided to bench QB Spencer Rattler, who started the season as the Heisman favorite, in honor of the true freshman Caleb Williams. He definitely turned the momentum, and OU ended up scoring the game-tying touchdown with 10 minutes to go in the game. UT then fumbled the kickoff on the 18. OU scored on the next play to take the lead 48-41 for the first time in the game. However, there was still seven minutes left in the game, and that is a long time in a game like this. UT scored the next touchdown on a 31-yard bomb, and we're tied again. Then OU gets the ball and has to score a field goal with a kicker who has had many field goals over 50 yards. However, it wasn't needed after running backs Kennedy Brooks found a hole and took it to the end zone with three seconds left on the clock. Put this one down as one of the best OU Texas games in history. There actually had never been a comeback as big as this in the rivalry history, and Texas has never lost after holding a 21-point lead. This weekend also featured a top five matchup between number three Iowa and number four Penn State. Penn State had the advantage early, leading 14 3 after the first quarter, but their starting quarterback, Sean Clifford, went down early in the second, and the game slowly turned from there. Iowa does what it does best in turnovers. They forced turnovers and got four in that game with the final interception sealing the victory. Iowa is now ranked number two in the nation. There was a ranked versus ranked showdown in the SEC, number 13, Arkansas versus number 17, Old Miss. This was also an insanely offensive game with the Rebels winning 52 to 51. Arkansas scored a touchdown 
literally on the final second of the game. And then it was kind of decision time for head coach Sam Pittman. Do you tie the game by just kicking the extra point and go into overtime? Or do you win the game on the road versus number 17 in the nation by a two-point conversion? They did end up trying for the two-point conversion and just missed. This is Arkansas's second loss in just two weeks. So ultimately, the losses in the top 25 were number one, Alabama, number four, Penn State, number 10, BYU, ended up getting upset by Boise State, number 13, Arkansas, number 18, Auburn, and number 21, Texas. Week seven looks to be a lot tamer after one of the best weekends in college football in a long time. There are only two ranked versus ranked matchups and seven teams on the top 25 are currently on buys this week. College game day is headed back to Athens, Georgia for their matchup versus Kentucky. On upset watch, I have number four, Oklahoma, Kentucky, although that wouldn't actually be an upset to Georgia, Oklahoma State, BYU, and NC State. Moving on to NFL Week 5, The Gist. The Patriots beat the Texans after trailing 22-9 to by scoring 16 unanswered points. What I thought was also important in this game was that there were three missed PATs. Just so weird in the NFL. It was a tale of two finger injuries in the Rams versus Seahawks game. Stafford managed his well getting the W, but Russell Wilson dislocated his finger in the third quarter, and it showed. The Chiefs' turnover troubles continue to get worse. They had four again in the game against the Bills, who won 38-20 in the rematch of last year's AFC title game. The Chargers won a weird game 47-42 against the Browns, scoring 26 points in the fourth quarter alone. The 89-point total makes the game in the top 24 scoring totals of all time in the NFL. The Lions remain winless after losing to a last-minute field goal by the Vikings. Also, the Jags continue to lose. They are now winless as well. The Cardinals snuck away with one and continue to be undefeated after winning against the 49ers 17-10. Raiders head coach John Gruden is trending on Twitter and is in some hot water after emails from 2011 are surfacing. The emails called NFL Player Association President DeMaury Smith, who is black, said that he had lips the size of Michelin tires and had a very vulgar comment about Roger Goodell in them. Gruden says that the term rubber lips is used to describe someone who is lying, although that's not exactly what the email said. And that's what he meant at the time because it was during the lockout and failed negotiations that were going on. TBD if there will be more action on this by the league. I'll go through golf and Olympic sports very quickly as I only have one story in each. Sung J.M. won the Shriners after an amazing 62 final round, which was nine under par. This made him win the tournament by four strokes over Matt Wolf. The final score of 24 under par ties the tournament record that was set by Webb Simpson and Ryan Moore in 2013 and 2012. And the only thing I have in Olympic news is that the Boston Marathon runs today after a cancellation in 2020 and a six-month delay for this year. There were a couple changes, though, as well as the season. Runners started on a rolling start, which means they didn't wait for the gun. They got off the bus and started running. Also, the field of runners was cut down by a third. The cancellation in 2020 was actually the first time this race had not been run in some form or fashion since 18. 18- 
97. Runners who compete must have had their vaccine or tested negative. And actually, at the time of doing this podcast, we already know the results. A pair of Kenyans swept the marathon. The men's winning time was two hours and nine minutes and 51 seconds, which was one with a 46-second gap. And the women's running time was 2.24.45, one by 23 seconds. That concludes a very busy football weekend of what you missed the last coming week. So now let's go over what to watch this week and weekend. Obviously, there is a ton of MLB playoffs to watch this week. Tonight, we have the National League actually already did their game with the Brewers versus the Braves. The Braves won that three to zip. The American League has the Rays at the Red Sox tonight at 6.07 on Fox Sports 1. The Boston, like I said, leads that series. The National League Game 3, the Giants at the Dodgers, is tonight at 8.37 p.m. on TBS. That series is tied. And a little bit of a reason to watch the game tonight, even if you're not a Dodgers fan, but maybe if you're an Angels fan, Albert Pujols will actually be on the starting lineup tonight for the Dodgers. This will be his first playoff game since 2014. On Tuesday, we have the rescheduled Astros at the White Sox at 1.07 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Again, Houston leads that. National League Game 4, the Brewers at the Braves. Atlanta leads that 2-1. That starts at 4.07 on TBS. And the Giants versus the Dodgers again at 8.07 on TBS. Games continue Game 5s if necessary on Wednesday and Thursday on Fox Sports 1 on Wednesday and TBS on Thursday. For more specific times, go to the blog. And then we have the American League Championship Game 1 starting on Friday. The National League will open up on Saturday at 8 p.m. on TBS and we'll begin those championship series from there. There are some preseason NBA games on this week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. The Nets will play the 76ers, and Kyrie Irving should be able to play that game as it is at the 76ers at 7 p.m. on ESPN. We also have a California showdown of the Warriors at the Lakers on Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. And Dallas fans, get ready. The Mavericks at the Hornets at 5.30 on ESPN on Wednesday. In a much tamer week of college football, week seven, we have Oklahoma State at Texas at 11 a.m. on Fox and number 11 Kentucky at number one Georgia at 2.30 p.m. on CBS. That is game day. Those are the only two ranked versus ranked games. I do have three other games picked out for good matchups, but go check out the blog for those. In the NFL tonight, we have the Colts at the Ravens at 7.15 on ESPN. Remember that this is the Ravens going for that 44th consecutive 100-yard rushing game. That will be a new NFL record if they can manage it. They should stand a good chance of that as they are favored by 7.5 points tonight, and the Colts record is 1-3. Thursday night football is Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at the Eagles at 7:20 on Fox. We have another game on Sunday, the Dolphins at the Jaguars being played in London, England at 8:30 a.m. on CBS for those of us stateside. I feel terrible cuz I feel like we send the worst teams over to London for them to watch as the Jags are 0 and 5 and the Dolphins are 1 and 4. Then we have seven games on at noon on CBS or Fox, depending on where you're located. 
The Cardinals at the Browns. So you have the OU quarterback showdown between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield at 3.05 on Fox as the only game at 3.05. Then you have two games, but I know which one's going to be played here. The Cowboys at the Patriots at 3.25 on CBS. The Seahawks will play at the Steelers at 7.20 p.m. on NBC. Monday Night Football next Monday will be the Bills at the Titans. This week on the PGA Tour, golfers are playing in the CJ Cup. That is usually played in South Korea. However, due to COVID, that has been relocated to Las Vegas. Round one starts on Thursday and will be televised on Golf Channel starting at 4 p.m. And that runs through Sunday. And finally, to end the show on Wednesday, we have a FIFA World Cup qualifying match between the United States and Costa Rica at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. I know this episode was a little bit longer, but I hope it was worth it for the rundown on college football. If you want more details on any of the sports we touched on or more game times, please go check out the blog, thegirlfriendsguidetosports.com, and I hope to see you all next week.